and he said, and I quote, Connor and I are going to do all kinds of terrible things to that fucking cup. And I just want to ask, what are you going to do, Chad? They're going to pee in it. He's going to fuck the cup. Hi, gals. Welcome back, Claire. Oh, (laughs) welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, everyone, to the pod. Welcome back, Claire, to the city. Thank yeah, you. back to reality. Here we go. We got to ta- we got to record now. We had a little family day hiatus because uh, Claire was spending time with her family. I was enjoying some snow. Quinn and I don't have families and some sun. <laughs> yeah, you do. We're a family. Oh yeah, oh, of course. Aww. The bits fam. That's the true. bits fam. Well, you're back just in time. Yeah, and for not a single <gasps> ski accident was had. Okay, so you weren't. You didn't sued. lose a half day of skiing then. No, you suing. didn't actually lose a half day. Of skiing. I didn't lose a half day of skiing, yeah. but I really appreciated the post you made. Well, you're back just in time for another edition of the Battle of Alberta. Boa. Uh, on Saturday, uh, the Oilers and Flames face off at Rogers Place. It will be the 266th regular season matchup between the Oilers and the Flames. Um, to get us going, to give y'all some talking points, we decided that maybe we should take like, you know, a touch of a deep dive into some of the history behind the Battle of Alberta. I love it. Yeah. So here we go. So their overall record, those 265 games played, again, this is in regular season. The Oilers have 115 wins. The Flames have 122 wins. 19 ties because, you know, back before the Gary Bettman point, there was ties. And the Oilers have lost in overtime nine times. So the Flames, in fact, do have a winning record against the Edmonton Oilers. But when we talk about when it matters in the playoffs, Edmonton Oilers, 23 wins. The Calgary Flames, a measly 12 wins. (laughs) Losers. (laughs) Yes. So we're not in the playoffs yet. So this is still part of the regular season Battle of Alberta. Yeah, and the playoffs are a stretch for the Calgary Flames at this point who are likely to be sellers at the deadline. There's a few guys on the roster Mm. that would like to get out of there and and could potentially bring in some some good prospects or young players. Some hot talent. Who are you thinking, Quinn? Who am I thinking? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that they'll trade Chris Tanev. Uh, uh, Noah Hannafin, I've heard, does not want to play in there anymore. So a couple of defensemen that would uh, look good on some other teams there. Nice. So, yeah. But anyways, let's let's dive into the Battle of Alberta going all the way back to 1980. That's when the Calgary Flames, that's when they moved from Atlanta to Calgary was in 1980. The Oilers, of course, entered the NHL in 1979. How old were you guys? Quick history lesson. Not born yet in 80, (laughs) but I was about to be born in 81. Not born yet and not about to be born. Paulina, thank you for asking. Oh, just wondering. Just wondering what the what 1980 looked like. I'm proud to be an elder millennial. I think you're Gen X. Casual ageism. Are you? I'm not Gen X. Aren't you? Okay. (laughs) Hey, wait. (laughs) Let's actually settle this. When during COVID did you qualify for the Zellers brand of vaccination? Yeah, and I got it. Okay, so you might be Gen X. (laughs) 81 is on the cusp. You are Gen X. Okay, I think so. I'm on the cast. Oh, okay. We've hit a nerve. Move on. Okay, Quinn is mad. Yeah. Um, Fuming. Oh, you're right. It, 
81 officially yeah. hits millennials. Yeah. I'm so, oh my God, welcome. <laughs> She's like, I've been here the whole I've time. I've been here the whole time. Before I you. I was. I'm so sorry. I'm obviously um, going to cut all of this because this, this is Quinn and I's first fight. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. All right. So let's dive in to a little bit of the history of the Battle of Alberta. What I've done is I've gone through the decades to find out how the Oilers have fared against our arch rivals, most hated nemesis, the Calgary Flames. So between 1980 and 1990, which is no surprise because the Edmonton Oilers won five Stanley Cups in that time. They played 76 times. The Oilers' won, uh, record was 38 wins, 27 losses, and 11 ties at the time. In the playoffs, they went 15-8. and eight. I'm going to get into the goals for and goals against after because I just want you to see the comparison over the decades because it, it's, it's, it's there for a good chuckle. Then we begin three decades of darkness. The Edmonton yeah. Oilers fans know about the decade of darkness. Now we've had three against the Flames. So from 1990 to 2000, 61 games played. Uh, the Oilers record 23, 33 losses, four ties, and one overtime loss. They played in one series in uh, 1990, playoff series, and the Oilers won that one. 2000 to 2010, once again, another losing record, 24-33-3-3. Pretty grim, obviously, no playoff matchups. 2010 to 2020, we continue that decade of darkness. They're closing the gap a little bit here. Uh, 48 games played, 19 wins, 23 losses, and six overtime losses. And then, of course, we get into modern day times, and this is where we like to be. We, we like to be. So 19 games played, the Oilers are 12 and 7. Like and I, that. And we'll tell you right now, Stuart Skinner, 4 and 0 oh in his Stew. career against the Calgary Stew. Flames. So now I want to touch on quickly the goals for goals against because this is this is actually pretty funny. So from 1980 to 1990, the goals for 335 goals for for the Oilers and 318 goals against. And then this is how it plummets because the game changes changes so dramatically and not to mention the Oilers don't have very good teams. So 1990 to 2000, 187 goals for down from 335. Wow to 210 goals against uh 2000 to 2010 143 goals for 163 goals against it gets even worse from 2010 to 2020 136 goals for and 151 goals against and now in 19 games from 2020 to 24 66 goals for and 55 goals against i like that better yeah, again, it, things are looking up uh, in in modern times. Um, and now just briefly, I don't want to bore everybody, but I just thought this was some interesting history. The top scorers, I mean, I'll give you a guess. Who do you think the, is the all-time top scorer against the Calgary Flames? Gretzky. It's Wayne Gretzky, and it's not even close. He only played 58 games against them, scored 133 points. I have a quick fact to throw at you. Yeah? Um, who played the most battle of alberta games as an oiler oh mark messier actually there's going to be a, a quiz later but here's a pre-quiz oh no oh i can't remember who this was kevin Lowe. kevin Lowe. i actually ah. yes 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 kevin i didn't Lowe. know um, and and he not yeah he's he's had 96 games so that's including preseason 
Sorry, 94. 94 games. Yeah. That's a lot of games. 412 players have played for the Oilers against the Flames in um, these 44 years. Wow. 412 players. Uh, Yari Curry. So, again, Wayne had 133 points. Yari Curry played 73 games, total of 89 points. And then Mark Messier played 73 games and scored 87 points. When we look at modern times, uh, Leon is number six in all-time scoring against the Flames. Wow. Uh, 43 games played and has 55 points, 10 goals, 45 assists. Wild. And then Connor is number seven, 39 games played, 29 goals, 24 assists, and 53 points. And um, Decade of Darkness fans will remember this well. Anton Lander was the Oiler who scored the or played the most games against the Flames and had zero points huh. anton lander buddy Sounds wow like so there you go so you know what <laughs> take a breath the, yeah the trend <laughs> was... we're trending up but that is um you know when you look at the battle of alberta it always feels like the oilers were probably the winners coming out of it because they have the most cups they've won the most playoff mm-hmm. rounds they win the big but games when you, they win when it's important but when you think about it like Oilers fans have suffered a lot more than Flames fans have during the regular season when it comes to the Battle of Alberta. Yeah, good point. It's uh, it, And I think there was such a long time there that it wasn't even that exciting. There was yeah. a lot of hype from uh, commentators and media, but on the ice, it just wasn't there until uh, recent years. And yeah. I'm not going to say when because I... Made a little quiz. So are we going to do that now? Oh, God. I... Let's do the quiz. I'm super nervous because I, I have... should know all these answers, but I probably won't. Okay. Well, like Quinn is going to absolutely destroy me. I can promise you I don't know anything. Okay. Well, this is my first time hosting a quiz on the bits and all the other competitions we've had. I've lost terribly, so I don't feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, now you know how it feels. So here we go. Um, in recent years for the Battle of Alberta, when did it really kind of come back to life after that, those decades of darkness? What year did it come back to life? Battle 20, of Alberta 2019. I can't remember if it was before the pandemic or after the pandemic, but I think it was. So I think it's 2019. You're both wrong. 2020. Oh, we were, oh, we were close. So in a memorable matchup. In January 2020, which Euler player scored a game-winning shootout goal for the win? Zachary Hyman. He did not play Connor for the Oilers McDavid. at that time. Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, I thought I would just throw him in there. We yeah. haven't mentioned him in a while. <laughs> we miss him. We do. Yeah. Um, okay, during a heated game, because 2020 has a lot of highlights. Yeah, If you want right. to look it up. Yeah. So during a heated game in February of 2020, we which because it's the 2019-20 season, but no, anyways, okay. True. Which two goalies engaged in a goalie fight? Um, Mike Smith and Cam Talbot. Right, that was amazing. That, that was, was that so was... excellent. I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Uh, Mike Smith coming to center ice and just putting his stick under his chin and waiting, and just watching. <laughs> and did you know that Nurse actually? Like pointed to Smith and said to Talbot, like, hey, you should go fight him. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember seeing that. Epic. And yeah, like, you was... know, a former teammate too, right? Totally. So, yeah. Yeah. For the yeah. Oilers, Even better. So, Even yeah. juicier. Yeah. Um, 
we're not doing very well on this quiz. Of no. Of this reignited feud between the two teams, um, January of 2020, there were m- several heated games. I believe they played two or three times in January of that year. Um, who were the two players that really... Zach Cassian and uh, uh, Kachuk. You got it. Yeah. Two players Those that really what? That were really... You shouldn't like, even finish the question. I know. Well, of course, so Kachuk was going after someone. Yeah. Yeah. Villain energy. Yeah. Well, he gave a big hit on uh, Cassian yeah. that knocked off his helmet. I don't know if Ugh. you remember that. Yeah. He kind idea. of... Yeah. I and, remember it because he kind of flew sideways. Yeah, yeah. And it knocked his helmet off. Yeah. He hit his head and it then looked predatory. Fight. And yeah. then he would... Yeah. The turtle. Remember yeah. the turtle? Yep. That was the Matthew Kachuk <sighs> turtle years. I hate yeah. him. Every year is oh, a yeah. turtle I year hate for that him. guy. If that guy played on my team, I would love him so much. He no, is... no, you would yeah, not. You would. I, yeah, you would. I hate him. Okay. Like I would be... Like if I remember when it was the Battle of Alberta and everyone was... And Kachuk was on... You know, before he asked to leave Calgary. Yeah. (laughs) There's a, there's a. But everyone was like rallying behind him. And I was like, I don't think I could rally behind that guy. I really hate his face. There's a category of players that you love to have them on their team. You hate if you don't. And yet they still get lots of respect because they're, they're great players. Kachuk is in there. Marchand is in there. Corey Perry's in there. Corey Perry is part of that group. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I can get behind Kachuk. I'm sorry. I don't think I'd like him if he was on our team. Because it's okay. anti-flames be when I'm in team. No. So, yeah. Um, okay. Um, and I think that kind of wraps it up because the other ones I had, you mentioned in your Well, let's see fun facts. if Paulina was listening. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When we play on Saturday. Yeah. How, how many games will we have played since 1980? Fail. Yeah, I don't know. Two hundred sixty-five. <laughs> Do you know Regulars. how many how many total fights have there been between the Oilers and the Flames over the course of their rivalry? This includes all games played. Ooh, a hundred and seventy-two. Okay. Um, ninety-six. Two hundred and sixty-six. Oh, I was closer. Oh yeah, you were. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, actually, that is I, I'm embarrassed. I went so low. It yeah. I'm embarrassed. I, just, I went so low. I was trying to read Claire's face, and I felt like she like looked at you like, you idiot. You went way too high. I thought she looked at me like, you're pretty close. Well, <laughs> we got then, different reads on yeah, Claire's okay, face yeah. today. Good. I've got a real poker face. Uh, okay, so we talked about the oiler that played the most BOA battles. Um, what active oiler has the most games against the Flames? Final question for the win. While on the Oilers, or yeah. just what active Oiler has the most games wouldn't against the Wouldn't that be McDavid? Battle of Alberta. Yes, McDavid. No, it's got to be Leon then. No, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, obviously. Uh, oh my Ryan God. Nugent How Hopkins for the win. Of course, I'm. Yeah. A nugget. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, you're right. It's, uh, baby Beaver. I I went. I answered impulsively. Mm-hmm. So yeah. did I. When in doubt, McDavid, McDavid is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I failed miserably. I think that's an F minus for old Polly over here. I'm going to have to actually agree with you. I also didn't do great. Well, I'll give, give you like a C plus. C plus. You know what? Yep. You, yeah, all, wow. you both get an E for effort, and it was fun looking into it because I kind of forgot about that 2020 oh, season yeah. where things just got exciting I just didn't and fired remember up. It being 
right before the pandemic because mm-hmm. that's like two months before it shut down and then they go into a bubble right. in august right so to be fair hard to remember because all that it's time pandemic. it's a time also war. to be fair to me exclusively uh i was living <laughs> in vancouver at the time so it was, i wasn't part of the energy part of the momentum right um but i do remember the game's happening and you're, she's a flame sympathizer, you're actually so. yeah still on the cusp of said energy and momentum with your flames sympathizing i behavior. am not sympathizing i am merely saying i don't think that they're our greatest rival anymore in my heart no you're not wrong actually a lot of people would say in our division that vancouver and Fl- and calgary have a bigger rivalry these days yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, and we hate Vegas, so they're our new top rivals. Yes. I still want to keep it on hockey, but I was hoping that we could um, move into a less talked about space and touch on the McDavid wedding, only because I keep seeing Lauren Kyle's um, dress shopping. Desperate search for the dress. The dress and bridesmaid outfits and things like that. So we are mere months away from the wedding of the year. Uh, this is full speculation mode. So I just want to discuss things like who's going to be in the wedding party? What are the colors? What's the first song going to be? Who's going to be the drunkest? Guest, ex- uh, guest uh, surprise guest appearances, things like that. Like, what All do right. you, let's yeah. just fully. Let's dream big non-factual. for Lauren and Connor, Okay. Yeah. What's this going to look like? Okay. First of all, <laughs> love a royal wedding. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Second of all, I can't believe that Lauren Kyle has not said yes to the dress yet. It's right. absolutely incredible. Like and lady. She's scouring the earth. There did are you see dresses. that she was at the Oscar de la Renta store? I and did like, see that. Oh my gosh. Like it's just like she has the world. Like she can have whatever she wants. There's Kardashian energy in this. There search. is Kardashian energy. So I want to go color scheme. Okay. I'm going to have to say it's probably going to be neutrals. I thought orange, blue, and white for sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure she'd go for that. She's wait, 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 put wait. her bridesmaids in orange. Um, he, that looks well, great with a fake tan. No, listen, maybe terracotta. Maybe. Uh, like a burnt. A yeah. burnt orange. A terracotta or That's a burnt orange. That's not the worst. That, that is a very legitimate hot color right now. More, more of a fall color maybe yes. mm-hmm. no you could absolutely do terracotta in, okay. in the summer uh when is she getting married july i think it's when August. are they getting married the we summer should probably know that so so yeah. if if they this know. is a summer wedding uh, the first thing that popped into my head when when we when i was imagining their wedding was something along the in the blue family but not like a not like an oilers blue okay just like something in the blue family family but i could see i could see lauren going like a a safe choice like a sage green Mm, okay i love a sage green i know it's i mean i'll be honest at this point maybe it's getting a little overdone in the wedding circuit but i could see her going safe and doing a sage green everyone loves a sage green but I, I can also see like a, a, a blue, like a I, I certainly a grayish don't, blue. I don't see her bridesmaids all in the same color, same dress. Really? She's going to give them that. Oh, no. She's going to give them that freedom. They're going to be flowy. She's got a gorgeous wedding party, I, including Leon Dreisaitl's babe of a girlfriend, Celeste. I 
don't know who's in her wedding party. I, I can see them having different dresses, but I can they will be all the same color. She has two maid of honors. Well, I let's, just want to be clear. When I so was did ta- I. When I was talking <laughs> wedding party, I meant Connor McDavid's. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Um, do we think Leon Dreisaitl is in? Yeah. 100%. July 27, 2024 is the big day. Okay. So we think Leon Dreisaitl is in. Uh, do we think Darnell Nurse is in? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's on the outside. Nuge over Obviously, Darnell. Uh, it's not his Nuge. Brother. No? His brother. I think his brother will be the best man. Mm-hmm. Chad Kruger. Chad Kruger is probably the officiant. Oh, yeah. Not a bad call. Not a bad call. Um, and then, like, honestly, just going off his Instagram, somebody from Adidas, mm, you know, like okay. a salesperson or probably like his marketing like person. Um, maybe his agent. Yeah. Um, can we go back to Chad Kruger for a moment? Yeah. Always. Um, anytime. In all honesty. You never have to ask. I don't think that he's going to be the officiant, but I do think Nickelback will Might have be the house band. some kind of <laughs> house band presence. Okay. But going back. Second so best wedding house band in Alberta. When first best are the Barkells. Are the Barkells. Absolutely. Yeah. Barkells are the number one no debate. best band. Yeah. Okay. No debate. Um, okay. So. GQ Sports reported that the last time Nickelback played in Edmonton, Chad told the crowd that he wants to party with the Oilers when they win the Stanley Cup. And he said, and I quote, Connor and I are going to do all kinds of terrible things to that fucking cup when they when the that boy hoists it up. And I just want to ask, what are you going to do, Chad? They're going to pee in it. He's going to fuck the cup. No, he's going <laughs> to pee in it. They got to be talking about pee. They boys are always peeing on things. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Marking are, their territory. I but guess. why does he have to make it sound like it's so like risque? He like, said that to a crowd of people. <laughs> you have no idea what we're gonna do to that cup. Yeah, we no, do, do know. You're gonna pee cup. in the cup. We know. <laughs> you're gonna pee in it. I just think in a t- like in our time right now too, it just sounds a little too filthy for me. Yeah. Like Don't you can't love pee in that. it. You drink champagne out of it, right? Anyways, uh, it made it sound weird. So I love Chad, but that was weird. Yeah, Kay. if it's Chad, it's going to be Bud Light, not Champagne. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Don't hate no, that. He's he can afford Champagne now. Yeah, he can We're afford it. He, he doesn't drink it. We're in the I Renaissance. Mean, <laughs> We're in the Renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> champagne. Okay. So going back to the wedding of the year, um, is he a groomzilla? No, no, he I, has no, he has no agency in this wedding planning. He I've, has no, he is not making any decisions. He has already actually been on the record saying, I can't remember who it was an interview with, but his only job, he was told that his only job was to a get the guys there and make sure that they're dressed properly. Oh, so he's already reached out to his suit guy. And so, I mean, no mention of who's in the wedding party. So we continue to just wait on pins and needles for that. Um, but uh, yeah, so his the only thing he has to do. And yeah, I mean, it was the same with his house. Let's not kid ourselves. That that girl designed that whole house. Yeah. And he fair. just said, go for it. I do think he's going to have a thing, though, like towards the end. Like my friend um, has when she got married, her husband was same thing, just you take the wheel, no comment, giver. And then right in the 11th hour, he says, you know, I think I want to wear a kilt. 
<laughs> okay, what? And she my fucking died. God, I hope he wears a kilt. So I don't like, think it's going to be a kilt, but he's going to have a thing. I'm that sorry, just but rattles in the 11th cage. hour, you don't get to have a new thing. <laughs> It's like, oh, I recognize that this has been your dream for 15 seconds now, but you do not get you do not get a kilt. Someone like his mom or his grandma or someone along the line is going to say, don't you want something in here that makes you Didn't you you? forget that you're Scottish? Don't you want something (laughs) to honor your Scottish heritage? heritage. Let's just pretend that Connor McDavid. He's Scottish. Yeah. It is, so is going to be a kilt. Bagpipes. So what's his thing? <gasps> bagpipes. Oh, she walks out to bagpipes. <laughs> Lauren Kyle is not walking out to bagpipes. <laughs> I can promise you she absolutely refuses. No, there will either be a harp or a cello involved in her walk down the aisle. No, they're walking down or the aisle Or an entire to, fucking orchestra. They're walking down the aisle to Ed Sheeran. Yeah. No way. They're walking down the aisle to Ed Sheeran, whatever no, that Ed like Sheeran song is. Jason that was really Aldean famous. or something. Like, they're country music fans. I Jason think it's going to be Aldean? something. No, no, no. What's really the guy no that's idea. always around the Oilers? The country guy. What? Corblund? No, not Corblund. <laughs> oh. Jared Kissel. Oh, oh, oh I know. God. Randy Travis. <laughs> no, stop naming Alberta country people. <laughs> Okay, so if they're not walking down to Ed Sheeran, which if they do, you guys owe me. But if it's a country singer, it's not going to be Jason Aldean. Justin Bieber. Who, let's be honest, like, where was he on January 6th? I don't think they're going to go something (laughs) like that. I think, who is that guy? I don't know country. Who is that guy who is like, he did the fast car uh, Oh No, then there's that other guy. Okay. Chris Stapleton. There's Chris Stapleton. No, there. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's that new guy, we're Zach not, Bryan. We're not Zach, Zach, Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan. We're not it. qualified. Oh. So if it's not Randy Travis, it's the guy who covered Fast Car, or it's Zach Bryan. We're not qualified to be having this discussion because none of us listen to country. Clearly. Am I right? Well, I thought Jason Aldean was a star. I listen to Orville <laughs> Peck, if that counts, and Beyonce. So it's not going to be Orville Peck, though. Too bad. I know. I do I'd love, love him. to see him in assless chaps at Connor McDavid's wedding. In his BDSM yes. leather mask, leather fringe mask. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Okay, so I do think there's probably going to be some riffs, but then between Mama McDavid and Cor- uh, Lauren Kyle, not a chance. They've known each other for way too long. They're way too close. Not a chance. Wow. I think. That I'm not saying thing. public riffs. No. You know what? You know what? There might be a riff here. Here's what I'm saying. So her, his brother proposed and they're getting more married shortly after. Yeah. And Sarah, his soon, I can't even remember Connor's brother's name, his fiance, Sarah, her and her and Lauren. That's the riff. That's oh, if anything happens, I think that's the riff. I wondered that because yeah, her, whole engagement was completely overshadowed Cameron so yeah Cameron's timing was unfortunate and Sarah yeah there might be there you go if if there's gonna be a riff that's the riff that makes a lot of sense okay so if you had to guess who's gonna be the drunkest at the wedding or the most standout like um what wedding was it where Mike Smith was I just thought of who else is going to be in his wedding party Sam Gagne absolutely hands down no doubt in my mind they have been good friends for a long time his wife, Rachel, Edmonton-born gal. They all hang out already, in Muskoka. Yeah, they all hang out in Muskoka. And she's oh, in, fair she's in uh, Lauren's wedding party. Oh. So sorry oh, to interrupt absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, so we've got Leon 
and Celeste, and then Sam and Rachel for sure. Cameron on, for sure. Cameron for sure. Sarah TBD. Um, no, Sarah is. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and I frankly, beyond that, don't really know any of his friends because he shares nothing of his private life, and that's why I joked that based on friends? social media. I think that it'll be the salesperson at Adidas. I was going to say, like, when you're that good at what you do, I didn't think you have to sacrifice social life a little. Um, okay. Drunkest at the wedding. It was... Um, Corey Perry. Okay. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. No? Too soon? No. Accurate. What are you going to say? I'm going to go with Tyson Berry. Okay, that's whose wedding. Mike Smith was like all over social media after Tyson oh, Berry's that, wedding. Oh, that wedding looked like an all-star Super cast. Fun. Oh, my God. Tyson Berry. Okay. He seems like a cool guy to hang out with. Um, I'm going to say Wayne Gretzky. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I think he just... Wrong. No, you're right. <laughs> uh, first song? Any... Oh, we talked about that. Sorry. Wait, no, that's what no, they were No, we talked about the house the Right, okay, first song. Um, do they do a first song? I don't know. Oh, they're definitely going to have do a that first still. dance. Yeah. Okay. I just got married. We did a first dance, didn't I you? I got married. No, we didn't do you it. You didn't. No. Oh, okay. Um, well, it's probably good. And we had sage green, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> a hot color six years ago mm-hmm. when you got married. You were right on trend. I was ahead of the trend you were ahead of the trend in fact i will give you that you were so they're gonna dance to something like uh yeah one of those slow country songs photograph by nickelback let's hope look at this photograph so good every time i do i'm still i still think uh uh, what are the most popular first dance songs it's gonna be like so i'm gonna just say ed sheeran again i don't know still making music they're probably gonna throw it in there Ray LaMontagne, maybe? I don't know. No. No? No. Coldplay? They're too young. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be like, it's going to be one of those famous I bet you it's going to be something niche. No, it's not. Yeah, deep cut. I think it will be, yeah. It's not going to be a deep cut. It's Mm going to be a very popular song. I want to do prop bets on this wedding. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What color is the Gatorade? 100%. (laughs) We all lost that, if you're wondering, yeah. on the Super Bowl. <clears throat> it was purple. When is any team, when has any team ever it's had never purple, been purple Literally it's never. never. Purple. Okay. Nobody gets purple. Um. Okay, fun. House band, last we will guesses keep... on the house band? It's Nickelback. We're just all in on Nickelback. Yeah, I mean, if it's not the Barkells, then it's Nickelback. And if it's <laughs> not Nickelback, I really don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. Like the Trues? Oh, oh, the Arkells. Or the Arkells, yeah. So if they can't get the Barkells, they might get the Arkells. The Arkells, yeah. It's not a bad compromise. But the Arkells have their own music. They're not. They're not a wedding band. Surprise guest ex- guest uh, appearances. I think Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. They connected really? at the All Star game. I don't think Justin Bieber is going. Maybe he lives in Toronto. Oh, they're getting married in Ontario. I'm well, going to go off the Toronto? board, and I'm going to say Jim Carrey. Oh. Random. Okay. I'm going to say one of the Jonas Brothers. Oh. Maybe they've been hanging out. I love it. Okay. That's a lot. I mean, at best, it's going to be Kevin, but still one of them. So much speculation. Nothing rooted in fact. 
That was fun, though. And uh, we'll just continue to discuss and uh, plan our trip to cover the royal wedding yeah. in Muskoka. We are assuming it's in Muskoka. Oh. Yeah. Somebody yeah. send us to the royal we- the Canadian royal wedding, please. Paul- Paulina, you-, you may or may not know this about her. She's a huge movie buff and Oscars fan. And so earlier this week, she was messaging Quinn and I with some information on how to prepare for the Oscars. So I'm going to throw it over to you because you have a must-watch list, I believe, that you've created. Well, I didn't really create it. It's just, it's basically the best picture nominees. Okay. Yeah. So so you're not on the nomination committee? (laughs) No, I'm trying. Okay. I try. Um, I mean, what what else should qualify me aside from... 25 years straight of watching the Oscars and uh, that's more than most people can tolerate Mm -hmm. tolerate okay it's my favorite time of year so I resent that but I I feel like there are movies if you are going to watch the Oscars right and nobody does but we will for you true people watch the Oscars people get into the award shows but a lot of times they don't watch the Oscars or they don't get as much out of it because they're not watching the movies ahead of time yes and so now's our chance some really good movies on the list this year okay so I sent you guys a list and uh, the response I got back was I have not seen any of these (laughs) Which Correct. It's fine. Yeah. No, uh, actually, to be fair, Claire had seen Barbie. Um, oh, I've seen Barbie. Okay, there that we go. That was on the list. You got one. Well, I knew you guys had seen Barbie. If you haven't seen Barbie at this point, th- that's why I also didn't include I only watched it like a list. month ago. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so here's the thing. There are some movies that are still in theaters, and it's worthwhile to go out to the theater for a night it's a it's a great night great way to spend an evening i I think the last time i went was for barbie and opening weekend yeah and i chose barbie and the barbenheimer i did but i i haven't seen oppenheimer but i did hear oppenheimer (laughs) as it crept its way into my female-led cast movie yeah boom typical male-dominated movie the patriarchy strikes again it's like no you will not enjoy barbie yeah, and it was I will like listen quiet to Oppenheimer. Uh, I mean, it is a movie about an atom bomb. It's kind of impossible to ignore. I'm quite certain that the bomb dropped at the exact moment of a very deep, quiet part of Barbie. Yeah, probably during America Ferrera's speech. <laughs> so I was also informed by something alarming, which is that Quinn has not been to a movie theater in years years, years? what like was the pr- la- what it about was like for sure COVID? before the pandemic what was the last movie you saw in theaters don't say the fugitive because <laughs> <probably seen> <laughs> it's 1993 was the last time i, I was 11 or two <laughs> since the pandemic so like pre-pandemic did you go to theaters sometimes we can go to theaters now guys do it okay so i'm are you to- afraid to fall down the stairs you know, I I'm know always how- afraid to fall. <laughs> um, I just popcorn. I don't. And pop I don't everywhere? really know. I don't know. I do you just not enjoy the experience. No, of course I do. You and I like, like your eat feet so much popcorn. And I will go to a movie anytime if you're looking for somebody to go with. Here's the thing: if you've been to a VIP theater, you can't not go to VIP. I anymore. disagree. Okay. 
I actually had a really bad VIP experience. My popcorn was cold and I was super disappointed. So yes, the last time I was in a theater was VIP. It was Southside, whatever that area is called. I don't know. It's too far away. Um, like Windermere? Mm-hmm. At the at the end of the... Uh, I mean, I like a VIP theater. It's a nice experience. But at the end of the day, you're in the dark in a seat with a bucket of popcorn. Like, it doesn't make a big difference. The Listen, theater, the viewing experience is not that different. And if I'm, like, going to watch a movie, like, I want to be able to, like, smoke some weed as I go. And I can't do that as at the theater, right? Uh, yeah. So mm. there is a comfort of being at home. I also... I don't have great attention. Like, I, I tend to get up and walk around in, during movies. And I guess if I'm in a theater, it's a bit different. Okay. Well, I think I've, that's I've, why I like the theater. Because if I'm at home on my couch, I will pick up my phone. But if can't. I'm in a theater, yeah, I won't. probably right. I should probably just Well, go. I've got bad news for both of you. All the movies the on this list are four hours long. No. So. <laughs> oh, God, no. That's criminal. No, no. Not all of them. Um, four hours? I'll, I'll get into if it. A lot of them are three hours. I just think that there was a time when most movies in the 90s and early 2000s were 90 minutes long. And then all of a sudden, the new benchmark became two hours. And then somebody went ahead and made it three hours. Like, if you want to qualify for an Oscar, the runtime has to be three hours to be taken seriously. Insane. That is insane. Well, I am here to run through a list (sighs) of movies. If you want to watch the Oscars on March 10th, which you should, they're a good time. Everyone's looking good, you know? Yeah. Then here is a list of movies. So here are some of the movies that are nominated for Best Picture, which is a good place to start because a lot of the times the Best Picture nominees have Best Director nominations. They have Best Acting nominations. Um, so there are some that they jump are out, they jump out here. The best. You might say they're the best. <laughs> now. If you haven't seen Oppenheimer, that is probably a good movie to see, given Ugh. that it is leading Fine. the nominations count. Quinn, do you want to come over and watch it? Can mm. we watch it at home? Can I not come over and watch it? I've seen it, but I like to watch things. I think this is probably a me and Clara thing. Okay, that's uh, fine. That's fine. I saw it in theaters like you should. And Maybe we'll what, go to the, the theater, just us. Yeah. VIP. Good luck. Quinn has not seen the inside of a theater since 1993. You're going to have to handhold through <laughs> that experience. It was $2. $2 back then. You could go to the cheap theaters. That sounds romantic. <laughs> Quinn's going to show gonna up have to hold with, hands. A hand, with a roll of toonies and be like, I'd like to see the picture. <laughs> what can I get with this? It's the one about the bomb. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Uh, Ma'am, this is a Wendy's drive through Okay, get through your list for God's I'm sake. I'm trying. <laughs> Okay, so that is a good one to see, given that it is leading the nominations and honestly, most likely to win Best Picture this year, Best Director. It's it's kind of like the big one. Um, it's the bomb. Uh, <laughs> keep that in. Jail. <laughs> yeah. That is, of course, directed by Christopher Nolan, starring Killian Murphy. Of course. And- <laughs> You're like, talking no. to a couple of Can I get through the goddamn list? <laughs> useless pop culture people. Christopher Nolan is a very acclaimed director of our time. Directed yes. the best movie ever made, which is Interstellar, of course. Okay. It is also starring Killian Murphy, who is up for Best Actor. I've heard Robert of him. Downey Jr., Best Supporting Actor. And him. And pretty much every Hollywood white man that you can think of. Every two minutes, you're like, oh, Matt Damon. Or like... Josh Hartnett, you know, it's that kind of movie. Okay. Um, I really liked it, though. Okay. 
Let's get into another big one. Barbie may as well lead right into that, given Barbenheimer. That is, of course, written and directed by Greta Gerwig. Who will not be winning an award because... She's not she, she is up for a writing award, but she is not up for best director, which she sh- I, I feel like she should have been for sure. But we do get some uh, we do get some acting nominations out of that with um, Ryan Gosling and America Ferrera. Frankly, I'm not going to get into it too much, but America Ferrera, they went with the like schmaltzy performance with the like whole speech, whatever. Probably should have been Margot Robbie for making that role look easy but that's fine Ooh, ooh, hot burn take. hot take alert yeah um, i love that though yeah i'm right okay so we've also got uncontested so uncontested yeah okay so killers of the flower moon if you don't like a three-hour movie you're not gonna love a four-hour movie <laughs> oh, so no. uh this one um, if you, it is available to rent. You Are can, they not into sequels anymore? Is that what it is? This doesn't need a sequel. It's based on a true story about the murder murders in Osage County. It is a fantastic film. So Kay. can I just say, I we did rent this one and watch it at home, which was nice because we had to do it in two parts. Yeah, <laughs> because my elderly wife, <laughs> um, elderly on the inside you know she is a senior citizen falls asleep by 9 30 so uh, of course we had to do this movie in two parts but i will say i could have kept going it did not drag at all this is directed by martin scorsese it stars uh leonardo dicaprio i've heard of both of those people yes of course a long time nominated individuals although leo did not get a nominee nomination this year but Lily Gladstone, who is really the star of the show, made a star-making performance in this movie, is nominated for Best Actress. Cool. Up against uh, Emma Stone. Okay. Yeah. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Is, uh, it's down between the two of them, for sure. Um, anyway, that movie, available to rent, definitely worth watching. And especially if you don't know the story of the murders of Osage County, it is like it is enthralling. It is devastating. It is... It's really good. It sounds like a good opportunity to trick your partner to, if you do have children, to say, you know what, I just need a movie night, just me. So I'm going to watch this movie. And at like the 90 minute mark, they're going to come down. And you're going to be like, I have two and a half hours left. Yeah. So beat it. Yes, exactly. That, I mean, look at that. Heck, mm-hmm. things only moms think of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's keep going. American Fiction. Um, this was written and directed by Cord Jefferson, which is his directorial debut, which is exciting that this movie would be nominated for Best Picture. Like, go Cord. Um, definitely a all-star cast. Jeffrey Wright, Tracy Ellis Ross, Issa Rae, Sterling K. Brown. Um, it's a comedy drama. It looks really fun. Worth seeing. Okay. Got it. Love it. I'm I think that. you could How long it? is it? It's just under two hours by three minutes. That's probably the one I'll watch. Okay. We've also got The Holdovers, um, who, which stars Paul Giamatti and Divine, Ra- Divine Joy Randolph. And uh, this is a comedy set in the 70s. It's, supposed to, it's kind of like a dark horse in this race is picking up a lot of momentum. Paul Giamatti might snag that best actor win in the end. Kind of crazy. You guys are looking at me like you don't care. That's okay. It no, is I can get behind yeah. a comedy, obviously. I think you would like the holdovers. Okay. 
okay. I think you would like. I think you would both want. I think you would both like the holdovers. Okay. 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 I can do comedy. Another one that you might like is Anatomy of a Fall, which is a French language film. I was gonna say Anatomy of a Fall sounds like your worst nightmare. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't even think about this. It's actually just based on Quinn's diary. <laughs> and the anatomy and of how <laughs> I came to become so afraid of falling. Of falling. Just her drawing out different scenarios of her falling. Um, it's a And then sad... my psychologist telling me that that actually isn't physically possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not about that at all. Um, but it's a French language film directed by Justine Triette. And it does have a star-making performance by a dog whose name I forget. But, I mean, I feel like, Claire, that's a buy-in for you. Yep. Yeah. Um, Poor Things. Okay. Poor Things was my favorite movie of the year. of Well, of the, of the list, I think, actually. You might have to go to theaters to see it until February 27th. That's very specific. Yeah, February 27th, I think it's being released to rent. Okay. Rent or buy. It's directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, who also did The Favorite, Killing of a Sacred Deer, The Lobster, nothing, nothing, none of these. Okay. Doesn't like animals? Okay, um, he is a fantastic director, um, and it stars Emma Stone. Willem I love Defoe, Emma Stone. And like truly the most hilarious performance we've ever seen from Mark Ruffalo. I do mm. love Mark too. And so it, it's it. I was laughing out loud in the theater. It's very bizarre. It's very absurd, but it's also like, it's a magical experience. It's amazing. Maestro, directed, and starring Bradley Cooper. Directed by and starring Bradley Cooper. He's a talented man. Mm. Uh, he was gunning hard for the Oscar in this one. I don't know if you guys know anything about the Oscar campaign. But it's basically when you plant a lot of like seeds of how hard you trained for the role and how much you ab like absorbed the character into okay. yourself. He's doing a lot of that. Um, so it stars him and Carrie Mulligan based on a true story, based on the story of American composer Leonard Bernstein. Cool. Yeah. So that's the list. You can find most of these on Apple or Amazon Prime Video to rent. Some of them are still in theaters. I appreciate that. Do you want like one that you would have to see? Yeah. Give me one. Probably Oppenheimer, given oh, it's going to win. That sounds like the least fun one out of everything you said. It's a really well done movie. Oh. Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Go see those three. And then we'll talk about them. Yeah. Post Oscars. Well, we'll do we, we're going to do a predictions episode. Well, we better get to researching. I got to go. Yeah, we got to go. We got to watch a movie. Yeah. Everyone, get inside. Stay inside. Watch a movie. I it's know the weather's getting nice and everyone's telling you to go outside. No, stay inside. Yeah, it's about to Turn get cold. Light. Turn the lights off. Do you know what can happen outside? <laughs> so many things. Let the movies show you Ice how dangerous stairs. the world is. Okay, you can friends. fall anywhere. <laughs> There's a whole anatomy about it. Turns out I don't know what anatomy of a fall is about. I wonder what Connor McDavid's favorite movie is. Caddyshack. <laughs> okay. You give him no credit. Well, I, I'm, I really feel like that's a good answer. Okay, I love or it. Or Happy Gilmore. Well, I hope not. I hope it's Happy I love Happy Gilmore. He's very he young. Oh, right. So not Caddyshack. You know what? It's probably Happy Gilmore. Hmm. Do you think this is on Google? Hi, it's me, Lily, again. 
the lady's non-producer producer. Please hold. Googling in process. Wedding, Wedding crashers. Okay, that's a really good choice. Okay, so Connor McDavid's favorite movie, confirmed. Please. Good choice. Okay. okay, friends. It's been a slice. We gotta wrap this thing up. We gotta watch some movies. Wrap it up. Yeah. Gotta get going. Okay. Mm. Talk to you next week. Mm, bye. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Bits. You can follow us at The Bits Yeg on Instagram. And subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Bye.